Hello and welcome to episode number 252 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Got one off the old uh, backlog. We have indeed, one that we've wanted to see for a very long time, um, where this came out about three and a half weeks ago, I think, as of mm. recording, um, but it's felt a lot longer, because it was one that we were very much excited for, um, but of course that pesky cinema was getting in the way, um, <laughs> which was a hell of a lot of fun, you know, our return to the cinemas we've been discussing over the previous weeks, and it seems like we're away now for a few weeks, um, July looks extremely busy, um, as I've said before, I think there's four horror movies coming out in July that have cinema releases, so... That's pretty hype. Um, but for the next few weeks, at the very least, we're going to be talking about these uh, on-demand stuff. And there is plenty to talk about. And top of that list was this movie, undoubtedly, which is Army of the Dead. Um, hopefully you guys would have already seen this one by now because we are a little bit later to the party than we usually are. Um, but we finally get to talk about it this week. Um, very long movie, very big movie. Lots to talk about with this one. So, um, so, yeah, we'll get into it shortly. But, yeah, as far as news goes, it's an extremely quiet news week. Um, <laughs> obviously, there's, like, a lot of stuff in the, in the realm of video games right now going on. But I don't think film news is that popular right now. Um, mm. But I've scraped together a few stories here. And you'll, see you do well. stand, you'll see the standard of this very quickly. Um, so, kicking things off a little bit of Quiet Place, because I love talking about it about it um but the reason why this is a soft news story is because this isn't even a confirmation this is apparently the blu-ray's out quite soon (laughs) Um, that's pretty (laughs) much the news so it's reported that it's it's the amazon listing um is a quiet place part two on 4k and blu-ray um july 27th um which would basically have a two-month window between when it came out Mm. in in cinemas yeah i Um, see it yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's great news if it's true. Um, I think limit like making that window shorter is something that we've talked about time and time again. That that traditional like six to eight month window was outrageous, mm. and it was way way too long. Um, to the point where a lot of the movies we'd see in the back half of the year we wouldn't get to rewatch. You know, we'd just get to see yes, them at the cinema, probably. and that was it. Um, whereas yeah, the fact that this does seem to be coming out, it makes perfect sense. Obviously, sure. um the paramount plus thing like it's coming to that service in the u.s 45 days after its theatrical release so that makes sense 45 days where you can only see it in the cinema if you're in the states you can then watch it on the streaming service and then a couple of weeks after that you can buy it any way you want and own it forever um so if that's true that's great um and yeah i'm sure we we're both gonna be picking this up when it is available definitely Um, i think it's just really good that you know we we are getting that cycle because like you said it would be almost at this point in the year when we get to kind of the second half kind of july Mm. august releases where we're like hmm will we get a chance to see these movies again before year end so, definitely and yeah, those like, um, september ones where you, mm. you just know like it's like well i'm gonna see it in the cinema and that's great but then i'm not gonna get to rewatch it before year end which is really disappointing um definitely. but uh yeah great news i'm um, piggybacking off of that again because it's a soft news week um we talked about box office numbers last week and i wanted to bring this up just because it's so positive and and it's great great news that um Basically, we talked about how Quiet Place obviously opened at number one. It got knocked off by The Conjuring last week. And people had speculated what was going to happen because there was a couple of new releases. I think In the Heights was the main one, which was getting a lot of buzz and that underperformed. Um, Peter Rabbit 2 also came out in the States. Um, But A Quiet Place Part 2 regained its top spot, um, which is very rare to see. Mm. And again, you can talk about all of course the context matters. Um, 
that a horror sequel that's been out for three weeks regains the top spot of the North American box office. That is mm. extremely positive to hear. Um, and obviously, we we discussed last week. Kind of, it looked set to become the first film to make a hundred million in North America during the pandemic. It did do that, um, and kind of overall, it has made just under two hundred million now. Um, which, yeah, we've talked about it. It's great news to see a great movie do well. Um, we obviously talked as well as like it, these things aren't a given. Like Spiral bombed. Like mm. let's just put it, you know, bluntly, it did bomb, and like that movie was shit, and the box office reflected that and that's not always the case but it's really good to see that people have gone out there they wanted this cinema experience this is the perfect movie for the cinema there's a reason why they delayed it as much as we hated the delays i'm thankful for it now because had we just watched this digitally in the last six months it wouldn't have been the same um so it's it's awesome isn't it to see did uh do we know what the quiet play what quiet place one uh box office was it was quite, I, th- I believe it was over 300 million. I will just double check now. Mm. Um, but obviously, again, it's very hard to compare the two directly. Um, yeah, for sure. Because of the world we live in. But obviously, this makes sense again with obviously they've already put a date on the spin off in two mm-hmm. years' time. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time now before they obviously confirm a part three. Um, so, yeah, the original movie made 340 million worldwide, mm. um, which was 188 domestically. So the fact that this movie has made over half of its domestic of the previous one, again, we're talking about sequels um, that don't always make the same amount of money. And obviously we're living in a crazy, crazy world right now where most cinemas aren't even open. The cinemas that are open are limited seating. Um, People aren't exactly comfortable doing everything right now. And that's fair enough. So these are these are fantastic numbers. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's really reassuring to see. Yeah, it's awesome to see. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to them, and they deserve it. Um, and then lastly, just a very random one to throw in, because I completely forgot this show existed. Um, and it's one that I've seen, and I don't think you've seen. Um, Lock and Key on Netflix um, okay. came out early last year, and um, kind of right off the back of that, I'd forgot that they had renewed it for two more seasons, um, which was nice to see at the time, because you never know with Netflix, like the amount of big shows that people seem hyped for that immediately get cancelled is obviously mm. is crazy um and to the fact that this this already had that comfort of like no you're gonna get at least two more seasons of this was good um and basically they've announced in the last week that season two will premiere this october um so that's you know one of their big shows that kind of is returning october obviously not not one of their big temples but it was a success for them and I talked about it on the show like I like the show it's a very difficult one in terms of recommending it because it's definitely not for us it's mm. way more young adult oriented orientated it's very fantasy and not not very horror um but but it clearly had that kind of joe hill slash stephen king mark all over it which i really appreciated and i thought season one was a good solid season you know very much reminded me of creep show of like this is good but i know it can be a hell of a lot better um and obviously creep show has proven that now because it has been so much better and with recently with season two and the specials so i'm down to watch more of this but i'd completely forgot that this was even a thing <laughs> in the kind of pantheon of so many netflix shows and obviously everyone's like where's stranger things where's black mirror where's all this other yeah. stuff I'd, I'd completely forgotten about this so um do you have any interest do you think in ever watching this one um i don't know i don't i mean it's just there's too much time and there's too much tv i think and there's like, too much like amazing tv isn't mm. there like i say it's hard for me because i'm like overall i'd probably give season one like a seven out of ten and it's like where do yeah. you how do you recommend that, that to someone i think that's the problem like i think we've we've got it with um 
video games in recent years and we, mm. we have it with tv now that just like a, a seven out of ten isn't really good enough no you know a seven out of ten when you're when you're swimming in seas of eights nines and tens all the time you yeah. know i just i just think that, that it's just not worth it to play to, to, to play or watch something that's kind of good to better than good mm. you know Definitely. And like you say, that will resonate with other people. You know, like there's some things that I love that will probably are seven out of tens. And so, yeah, it's a case of the, yeah. whether or not it will resonate with you. So it is a difficult one. And yeah, it was it was decent. But yeah, I'm glad it's coming back soon. Um, but yeah, I'm, short news this week. Got, I'm surprised it got season two, though, because <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the, the, there's been an almost no buzz about it as far as I can see. Mm. so so yeah i'm quite surprised but you know I'm, I'm always glad that thing you know projects get you know get get more time and get the go ahead you know these these things that you know if they've obviously got a, a fan base i completely agree with that whereas like i've seen loads of shows that get talked about a lot that got cancelled and then mm. this is one that's like the only thing i can point to is this was a big acquisition for netflix where lock and yeah. key as a, as a comic series really by joe hill put it out yeah, and this was, like, touted for years, where it was, like, Joe Hill's mm. getting these adaptations, like, Horns kind of put him on the map, and then, like, other stuff. And even Nosferatu is way more underground, where Lock and Key was his big standout. It was his most popular thing by far. And it was mm. always a case of, what are they going to do? And it was talked about movies for years, and then when eventually it was, like, Netflix had got the rights. And it, it seems, it felt big budget as well. Like, it doesn't obviously have any big-name actors, but it looks expensive. There's a hell of a lot of special effects going on there, so... Um, yeah, it's, I'm interested to check it out. Like I say, is if it comes out in the sea of American Horror Story and Chucky and maybe Black Mirror and all these stuff, it'll be well down my list of things I'm going to watch. Mm. But um, I'll still check it out. Um, but yeah, quiet news this week. That's it. Shall we talk about this week's film? Do it. Let's finally talk about Army of the Dead. So yeah, this one's kind of, again, been in the sort of back burner for a while. Um, I remember hearing about this movie at least three years ago. Yeah. And I, it's, it's been around even longer than that. But I, that was when I first remember hearing about it and kind of websites reporting on it, like Zach's returning to the zombie genre. And that was like immediately enough to get us excited. Yeah. Um, his remake of Dawn of the Dead, and we can kind of talk, talk about that briefly right now, is so fantastic and really has stood the test of time because mm. I loved it when it came out in 2004 and it was so incredible. As someone who just adores the original so much, it's one of my all-time favorite horror films. I equally loved it and, you know, not as much, obviously, but it's like, um, it was, it, it, it captured what I want in a remake. And I, I really think looking at the kind of pantheon of remakes, there's only really one off the top of my head that I think is better, um, which is the Evil Dead remake. I don't think there's another remake that I like more. I think, and... Yeah, I think Dawn of the Dead almost kind of ruined remakes before they became a thing because it yeah. was among the first that yeah. like, big tentpole one to come out. And it 100%. was so good. And it's kind of... Like, it's almost one of these things where it's kind of responsible for a lot of the shit that came out because everyone was like, oh, man, like, we're chasing this dawn of the head dead high. Mm. And, um, you know, um, but, yeah, I, I, I think what that movie did so perfect was set the tone 
of what it was going to be and set the rules that this is not a direct remake of Romero. You know, it, it's the it's the bare bones and then it's been modernized. And um, so I, I vividly remember them releasing the opening um, yeah. preview in the opening. And like it was it was one of the first times that ever kind of I knew of something like that happening. And I watched it and I was just blown away. And like when the opening kind of ended and i knew i had to wait longer to watch the movie i i was so like just just ready for it the hype train was real um, what's so easy to forget about that movie as well is uh, like and i'd forgotten this until recently it was the screenplay was written by james gunn which is like crazy, really yeah. wild to think about that these two people that have gone on to have these mental careers mostly involving superhero mm. properties um and then also this was Zack Schneider's debut like he was yeah, a complete and a nobody before this movie mm. and obviously now has been an extremely talked about director of the last two decades um and has such a varied kind of filmography at this point and has the <laughs> diehard fans and the diehard haters and he's such he's one of those he's you know he's such a, yeah he's such a marmite director isn't he where it's like you're either you either obsessed with this guy or like you'll never watch his films um and yeah it's crazy that it all started with a remake of dawn of the dead like it's wild back thinking back to 17 years ago and i think that was what was so exciting was that we loved that film um mm-hmm. i've been very all over the shop with zach's movies since then and kind of to hear that he was returned to the zombie genre was what got me so excited for this film and like even though there was other things about it where i was like oh it's a heist movie and it's a you know a heist zombie movie set in vegas and all these other little tidbits that got me excited but it was immediately that first thing of like zach's making another zombie movie and especially because it's an original idea as well i was like okay because there was so much originality to dawn of the dead um that just got me so excited to see this one Mm -hmm. um and now we have finally seen it. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. What is this movie about? Um, yeah, so we kind of get a, uh opening montage of the movie, kind of this really over-the-top opening montage that basically gives us the zombie outbreak and, and the zombies kind of, um, uh, what was it, kind of an Area 51 kind mm. of uh, truck carrying, of course, a zombie kind of crashes and... Uh, lets out this kind of super zombie that then goes on to infect and take over kind of um, Las Vegas. And kind of the opening credits kind of show people kind of fleeing and kind of fractions kind of trying to get out of Las Vegas and um, really already sets a tone for something this 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 movie really is. And this movie really is a video game. Mm. Um, it's, it's such a video game. It's unbelievable. Um, and... Um, good and bad and i think and i think yeah um we we get the opening scene and then kind of we pick up kind of post the zombie apocalypse where um las vegas has been completely kind of sealed off um and and um yeah yeah kind of the zombies have been kind of trapped within las vegas and basically las vegas is completely taken over by zombies at this point and there are reports that the government is going to um basically nuke las vegas on the 4th of july because you know america Mm. and um uh we kind of we we join kind of our lead character played by the one and only dave batista uh the family man the everyday family man that he is in this movie 
Um, just looks like every guy flipping burgers. Yeah, working dad flipping burgers. I've never <laughs> seen a more ridiculous outfit in all of cinema. <laughs> than, like than him in his apron. <laughs> yeah. And like him throughout this movie talking about setting up a burger van. I'm like, mm. how big does that burger van oh have my to God. be yeah. you to fit in it? Like, like it is I, so funny when you see these obviously these wrestlers yeah, that transitioned yeah. into acting that aren't playing a superhero and it's like when you see the rock in like normal people clothes and it just yeah. it just looks funny doesn't it <laughs> well it, it really does because every t-shirt ever made just looks silly like, yeah I, like unless you're wearing a workout vest it you just look silly when you're that big I love it though because it really is a throwback to like when Arnold obviously was making like Jingle all the way and he was just like I'm just a businessman (laughs) and it's like you're an absolute ginormous human who clearly spends six hours a day in the gym and it's like no I'm just a businessman with a normal family (laughs) I'm working 14 hours a day yeah on your guns yeah It's so good. I love it. It's it's so brilliant. So yeah, we're joined by Batista, uh, flipping burgers, you know, as he does all mm. day, just working in Greece, <laughs> and um, he he's basically an escapee of Las Vegas, and he's being approached by a, a dodgy uh, video game boss, uh, mm. who um, has basically said to him that yeah, in one of the casinos in the vault is. A ridiculous sum of money. Uh, I don't know. Was it like two hundred million or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and you get to have a very small amount of that, even though you're going to put up all the risk. And <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, what's, what's his share? Like fifty million Batistas? Something, something like that. Yeah, because it, it was. No, like, it was it was a it was a pretty good joke where everyone kept getting less and yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so good. it was that quite was good. Where it was like, okay, you're getting yeah. fifteen million, and then the next person's like a million dollars. Fuck yeah! And then I think yeah. it got to the point that the last was person recruited five grand. Yeah, <laughs> and it was he was like five grand. Hell yeah! Like I yeah, love that. It was it was that was really well done. But yeah, yeah. the initial bit where the bloke was like, oh yeah, it's two hundred million, and if you do everything, but I've told you this, I get one hundred and fifty, you get fifty. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty super early on, but the way the the, the money stuff was very confusing to me. Yeah. Of like, because yeah. he and he basically said like the money's been written off, right? So yeah. he was like, I basically already like insured yeah. that money, you know. So like, yeah. I haven't lost that money, so that money's just free money now. Yeah. And like, but I want you to go in there and get it, but still give me a lot of it. Give um, me most of it, and in exchange, you'll get a bunch of money, which. In the post-apocalyptic world, I'm just like, what is what is Dave Batista supposed to do with like five million Buy in cash? Sorry, Buy a burger van. Yeah, like we're not, <laughs> yeah, but we're not we're not post-apocalyptic though, are we? Because it's I guess only, not. Only happened in Las Vegas, so mm. so that level of money in the real world is is still valid. It's kind of it, you know. I still feel like if he rocked up anywhere with five million, though, that'd look a bit dodgy. But maybe we're getting into the well, weeds well, too yeah, early. Well, yeah, we're going to get into logistics of what cash means in this modern <laughs> age, which we don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's very Train to Busan sequel. Yeah, uh, I was thinking uh, that. Peninsula, yeah. How much was like Peninsula? Yeah, real crazy. And um, so yeah, kind of, um, it's kind of Peninsula meets Armageddon. The first kind of hour of this movie because it is really Batista going around and having these little kind of vignettes with these characters to recruit his team Mm. and to be fair though like quite a few of them were quite likable uh when when we kind of see them he 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 recruits his pilot who I who I thought was great 
Yeah. And the the safe opener, Dieter, who is amazing as well. <laughs> yeah. And kind of, yeah, yeah, throughout kind of a few of them, you know, a few other recruits, he, he kind of has his tight crew that he's kind of really close with and, and they're all good. I think the supporting cast is all pretty good. Mm. Um, and yeah, they, they eventually, it's quite a way into the movie, they break into Las Vegas and, and yeah, head for the money mm. uh, with lots of zombies. Um, I think something to touch upon with this is kind of, I think it's interesting because obviously the Dawn of the Dead remake, um, Schneider kind of reinvented the zombie, you know, kind of what we thought cinema zombie should look like. Um, I'm sure people will point to movies that did it before and everything else, but I think kind of Dawn of the Dead is one of these things that people kind of use as a barometer these days where they're like, oh, are we talking Night of Living Dead zombies or Dawn of the Dead remake zombies? Mm. Um, well, a lot of people straight up just say, like, original or remake. Like. <laughs> yeah, or that, yeah. And, and I think kind of... Um, you know, he, he reinvented zombies at that point. And I think in this, the zombies are so different to what we've really seen for, mm. for kind of a, a long time. I think kind of, you know, with, with the characters and the way they kind of, a lot of them are kind of steampunky and that sort of stuff as well. I think it's quite, Night of the Living Dead 3 kind of comes to mind of what mm. they kind of look like a bit. But we kind of, we get this leader that that is clearly kind of the, the escapee from Area 51 who who kind of, is this super zombie with within with with intelligence and kind of yeah, the powers. alpha zombie yeah the alpha zombie but then he has created this kind of um hierarchy of kind of um you know three or four generals that are these kind of notable character zombies that are intelligent as well and can communicate and then they kind of have with them then kind of like troop of still somewhat intelligent zombies and then we get to like the grunts that we're used to in these movies that are just the the fast moving zombies that just run at you head on they mm. they're just after the brains yeah um and so you know that that's really interesting it's a different look to zombies and what we've seen before and i think kind of you know to actually get character and to get zombies kind of communicating to one another and and especially when he starts to go down that path later on in the movie i think um you know that's something new that we haven't really ever seen and then and and as well we we get kind of we get a host of animals in this as well like animal zombies <laughs> we get we get kind of a, a horse and a, and a tiger predominantly mm. um which I, I don't really know how i feel about that um in seeing them there was just something that was a bit because they were they were very cg obviously and like mm. i don't know i'm just not used to this world of fully cg animals yet that we just keep getting a lot i i kind of you know especially with this because they're very like apparently if you're an animal you just turn to bone quite quickly mm. <laughs> Because the the horse basically is just like a skull, and the, and the tiger is half a skull basically, and it just I don't know, like I, I found them a little bit weird. But but in, when I first saw the tiger, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. But then as it went on, I was kind of like, oh, it's just it's just so CG. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I guess I guess that's the plot. I'm I'm kind of bleeding into my thoughts a little bit on it. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 where we're at. They they're uh, ready to take the money put 200 million on a helicopter as you can do and uh, fly off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, the, the, the plot as well, when, when they actually were sat down and they were kind of planning the heist and when it, when it was kind of, um, we, we kind of get like a, um, 
it, it reminded me a bit of Shaun of the Dead, really, where, mm-hmm. where as they're doing the heist, we get to see, like, oh, if everything goes, as sorry, as they're planning the heist, um, we get to see kind of if the plan goes perfect, this is what would happen. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Sean when he's like, "Yep, go down to the pub and wait for this to all blow over." Yeah, very um, much was. Kind of like flash forward, but then, but it was also really video gamey, where it's like, oh, "Okay, here's the level, right? You got to get down, open the safe, make up to the top, escape on the helicopter." I mean, every every good every good zombie video game ends with escaping on a helicopter, right? <laughs> well, what was wild to me as well as we, now we're talking about video games, and I feel like this was unintentional, but it's just such a weird coincidence that I have to point it out. The the Dead Rising video games, like the mm. first one, for people that don't know, is basically a video game version of Dawn of the Dead. Like it is a complete and utter ripoff where it's zombies in a mild. You have seventy two hours to cry and work out what's going on and save as many people as possible. It's oh, they incredible. Disclaimer on the box, like yeah. Sorry, yeah George, not but yeah like, you know you don't own the rights to zombies or malls so yeah know, and and it's one of the best <laughs> video game adaptations ever of a horror movie without it being mm-hmm. official because it's exactly what you'd want where it is just that that fun game and um when they made a sequel they were like okay well where do we up it from being in a mall and they were like i know casinos and that mm-hmm. game was primarily set with a lot of casino locations and it also had a roaming tiger that yep. wasn't a zombie tiger if i recall it was just a regular tiger so this is where they've won up to here but then it's funny because you get to this point and um there is the making of the army of the dead on netflix which i watched as well art imitates life (laughs) yeah um there's yeah the making of on netflix as well which is 30 minutes long which i watched as well um and he talks about zach says like when we made dawn we were like well how do you up it from that point and and it felt Mm. like the next logical step was casinos and i felt like (laughs) i was like i don't think you have copied dead rising not even if that's the right word but i feel like you've you've both had the same conclusions and got to the same outcome which i found to be quite funny Makes, makes sense yeah because these two movies are like obviously he's and he does reference dawn of the dead a lot which i found interesting in that making of and kind of like wanting to make this a spiritual successor but yeah i just found that as like a funny little Mm. side of like if you if you're like us and have played a lot of those two games (laughs) it very much felt like oh yeah they're doing this again like so it's interesting where they'll go next um but yeah i guess talking about the actual movies itself like Man, this is all over the shop. This is such a difficult movie to talk about um, mm-hmm. because, like, there, there's a lot of good in here and there's a lot of bad in here. Um, very much like Zach, I think, in his kind of career overall, where it is just, just all over the shop. And I think yeah. it is such a long movie that it's really hard to even gauge my overall thoughts on it because, like I say, and we'll get into more specifics, but this is just an overall thought of, like, there's some stuff in here that I fucking loved and like completely delivered what I want from this movie. And then there was like parts of this that were just atrocious and bad Mm. and pointless and boring. And I was just like, man, there's some real weird choices here. And I feel like it just always goes down to that conversation that we've talked about time and time again of like all of these projects and films in particular are such effort of teamwork and the right people and to do the right jobs in different different ways and of course we'll you know we're victim of it like everyone is but we always talk about the auteurs more than anyone else you know we'll always mention the directors more than we mention you know the the production designers and the casting agents and, and all of those other important jobs that of course make incredible mm. films but i think 
Zach is a, is a guy who is so talented and can do a bit of everything and ends up does doing a bit of everything when really I'd much rather him just focus his talents on the things he's really good at. And I think this movie is a perfect example of the frustrations of working um, with Warner Bros and kind of the, the DC stuff. And this is him unleashed and is him really in like his truest form of just i can just make whatever the hell i want and it's all gonna be in here and it really does show you that you're gonna get some great stuff but you're gonna get some not so great stuff as well so i think for Zack schneider fans this is like a great movie and i don't even know how i feel about Zack as a director because he's made some really cool movies but i definitely think he is a person who i who needs to be honed in a lot um, and I don't know where that sweet spot is because clearly there's been decisions. And obviously, like, Justice League is an extreme example of that because they, like, straight up butchered it. That's not even, like, no one's defending what happened there. But I think there is a line to be drawn um, where I, I need him to be honed in a bit. And I think he, he was doing too much here. Um, mm. Like, my main issue with the overall movie, and I already had this as a complaint, was the look of the movie. Um, and then this was perfectly answered when I watched the making of. So to get to that in a moment, like I found the look of this movie to be pretty poor. Like there are scenes again, which work really well and the action is really great. But for the most part, this is a really uninteresting looking film um, for a movie that like has a lot of neon in its marketing mm. and like the font of army of the dead on Netflix is bright pink and it's, you know, it's Vegas baby. And then the movie itself is this drab brown, boring landscape for the most part. Um, and again, I get that it's, <laughs> you know, it's the, the desert as opposed yeah. to, exactly um, i get that it's nevada it, um yeah, yeah and obviously annoying. it was yeah like it makes sense but you can tonally uh, and visually make that interesting and we've mm. discussed a perfect example was a quiet place part two literally two weeks ago mm. and we discussed how that kind of devastation devastation in the beauty or beauty in the devastation rather and kind of like what the last of us did really well and then obviously what a quiet place did really well like this isn't here at all i don't mm. think like i thought a destroyed vegas half zombie fire would be like one of the sickest locations i've yeah. ever seen and there's moments where it looks cool but there's moments where it just looks awful to me where i just didn't like looking at it um so i thought visually this was where the the movie let me down the most and then going into why i think it now makes sense is watching the making of and and so zach was the director of photography on this film which he's never done on a on a feature film before um you know he's always the director and he obviously does writing as well he was one of the writers of this movie um but to be the director of photography as well as the director is something that i'm really can't remember seeing too often mm. and it's a bizarre choice and i think having now seen the making of and he talks about it where he felt in his previous movies he was so far behind away from everything he was sitting in his director's chair in front of a bunch of monitors he said he didn't even know where the cameras were and he felt so disengaged from it so now he's getting up close and personal he's actually like the primary camera operator for this film which is bizarre like he's the one standing on set with the camera in his hand and again like i love zach for that because he has a vision and he knows what he wants but the end product was undoubtedly hampered because of it, because there are shots in this movie that just aren't good, like especially a lot of close ups, which are just framed bizarrely. And another major issue I had with it was that there's a really blurry look to this film um where a lot of the background is blurry and it's funny because I, I thought, oh, this really reminds me of that weird nightmare sequence in 
Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> and again, he said it in the making of. He bought this weird old camera lens off eBay, which is like this crazy expensive weird lens that they don't make anymore. And he's obsessed with it. And he shot that nightmare sequence with it. And he shot the entirety of Army of the Dead with it. And essentially what it does is it makes whatever in front of the camera in the Look foreground or like hyper in focus. And then everything around it is like really blurry. And mm. so it creates that weird thing of, like, there are a couple I, of parts of this movie that look real bad because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a lot, I think. Yeah. And especially when it's not, when it's more than one character on screen, I think it completely fails because yeah. then nothing's in focus. Whereas I think it does make sense where, okay, Batista's in the middle of the shot. I want him yeah. to be the focus of the shot. So everything else is going to have this kind of weird blur around it. So it draws your eye to the focus. Of course, that's like rule number one of, of focus. But it just didn't work. And it's so overused. And like, I just again, assumed that Batista makes people go out of focus when he's <laughs> yeah. on camera. But it wasn't just him, though, sadly. It was every right. other actor in the film. Um, <laughs> and it was like, again, it's a weird comparison. But the nightmare sequence worked because it was a nightmare sequence. It was this weird little moment of the movie it's all kind of hallucinogenic it's joker talking to batman it for me that scene worked in that film but to have it for two and a half hours in a zombie spectacle that's supposed to be about the destruction of vegas and the amount of crazy zombie action and there is a lot and there is a lot of good stuff which i'll get to because i know i'm i'm ragging on the movie hard right now but this was like my biggest problem was it was visually this was not impressive and i can only imagine what this would have looked like on the big screen because i think it would have been even more noticeable how 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 ultimately poorly i thought this was shot like i thought again i respect zach and i I like that he makes these decisions but whoever that when they got the first dailies in and he was shooting the movie the way he was with this lens people should have said what the fuck are you doing like let's just shoot this normally um and let you be occupied on getting good direction in this movie yeah. because it was a weird choice um but there's a lot more to get to and there's a lot more that i really really liked but like overall i don't even know where to come on this because it sounds weird after just ragged on it but overall i did quite enjoy this movie <laughs> um <laughs> what what did you make of it overall because i know we're going a bit all over the shop yeah, man, I think I can see why you're confused, because I'm confused, too. I think mm. kind of um, the opening montage was was just like absolute baller. Yeah. And I think kind of then the movie doesn't give us zombies for like 50 minutes. And I didn't I didn't dislike what I was getting, but I was very aware that I wasn't seeing zombies in the zombie movie. And um, that whole recruitment process just took an age. And I think there's a ton of um, side plots that we just don't need in this movie. Kind of, um, I I didn't mention it in my kind of synopsis, but Batista has a kind of daughter who, who they're separated from and have their issues. And kind of, they end up not reconciling, but on this mission together. And his daughter kind of has this whole side plot that is just so irrelevant and just kind of it's there just purely to create like you know that it's a ticking time bomb and it's going to cause problems but it it ultimately is just a ton of filler that's not needed and um when you've got to a movie that's kind of clocking over two hours you do have to earn that time and um you know, I do get sick and tired of saying it because we say it all the time, but I just, I, I think it's incredibly important. And I think kind of for a zombie movie, you know, there there are very few zombie movies that, that warrant that amount of time. Dawn of the Dead being one that does. 
and the original and i think kind of not many do i think they need to be shorter because you know they are at their core you know normally fairly simplistic and i think with this one you know that's a problem i think kind of when we get into the movie it had some really enjoyable stuff in it like you said i think there's some really fun scenes i like a lot of the zombie work i i I really enjoyed, like I say, the, the video game feel of this. It really, you know, to me, as I was going through this, it just felt like levels of a video game. I could see the, like, stages. Mm. Um, and um, it, it was like, oh, okay, right, yeah, this is the stage where they're on the casino floor. Then they're going to go down to the, to, to the safe, and then there's going to be the safe escape. Like, it really felt like an Uncharted kind of scripted video game. And... Um, I really appreciated that and we got like the the inevitable boss battles and that sort of stuff and it was all just really really video gamey but really enjoyable i think kind of um then uh, but but when the movie was over i just kind of felt like i wanted more zombies and and more zombie action because we got a lot of the kind of um advanced kind of general zombies attacking that were kind of more intelligent and i just think we needed a bit more cannon fodder Mm. um because we kind of you see kind of as the movie kind of opens post opening credits that um you know vegas is completely overrun with these zombies they're absolutely everywhere and then they kind of break in and it's it's pretty chill really yeah um <clears throat> and I could have just done with there being more of, you know, uh, just just actual zombies around. There were just multiple scenes where they were in the heart of Vegas and there wasn't a zombie to be seen. Um, and I think that's kind of what Dawn of the Dead remake, you know, had done incredibly well. It just made you think that <clears throat> there were there were a shit ton of zombies everywhere at any given moment. And it was the, the, the sheer quantity that was the problem. Um, and, and kind of this one is scaled back. I think kind of what you said is true as well, that this movie just doesn't look as good as it should. Um, you know, this, this movie, um, should look incredible. You know, the backdrop of a post-apocalyptic, uh, Las Vegas should just look absolutely incredible. I remember kind of the whatever resident evil movie that had it as yeah. a backdrop yeah uh kind of buried in the sand it was by far the best part about that movie because it looked absolutely baller mm. and i think kind of um you know like you say this movie was just so dark and grimy and out of focus and just kind of not pretty you know i think i think my my takeaway if someone would say what did this movie look like i would just say yeah not pretty mm. you know and i think kind of most of the time when you're going into a horror movie, you kind of want things not to be pretty. If I'm watching yeah. Hills of Eyes, I don't want that to be pretty. Like, I want it to be dark and grimy. But I think kind of, like you say, this neon poster and this kind of, um, you know, this this movie is uh, closer to a zombie land than it is kind mm. of a, you know, traditional zombie movie. And I think kind of, you know, in the marketing and everything like that, it's kind of telling you towards that. But actually, it's trying to be quite grimy. And, and yeah, it, it, it's a it, it's kind of, it. you know, I, I don't know what it's trying to achieve from the two. Um, 
And my preference would have been, you know, a much more bright neon version like we got in the posters. Well, I think um, that's another example of how tonally this movie is very confusing, isn't it? Mm. Where it's kind of like that that is a design choice that just doesn't really vibe with what this movie is. And, and again, it's kind of like the the quest and what they're going on is supposed to be a bit more zany because it's it's a bank heist with zombies that in itself inherently is a bit ridiculous but then like there are a lot of serious moments in this movie and i agree with you where like batista in this movie just didn't work for me at all um like i don't want to see him as the straight man as like oh i'm the family man and i'm trying to reconcile my daughter like it's so it's a million miles away from what I want from Dave Batista. And granted, I get that it's obvious to just be like, well, I want him to be Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. But like, I that, to be Drax. Yeah, yeah, but but they there's a reason why he was cast for Drax, you know? And like, and, and there's a every, reason why he's perfect for that, you know? Yeah. Like, it suits his, because he has such a great personality. I really like Dave. He's like oozing with charisma. And he's a really funny guy. And so just to see him as, oh, I'm just this down heartbeating guy who's just flipping burgers and i'm trying to reconcile my daughter it was just it was so boring like not he doesn't do like a single joke and the only joke is this recurring bit with his daughter about what food stall he's going to open which i just didn't like and i think as well it didn't help that i hated his daughter so much she was so annoying i just wanted her to die more than anyone in this goddamn film like she's such a hindrance to everything that's happening and i'm just like oh my god give it a rest so she was like doing my head in such a fucking millennial isn't she (laughs) yeah she was so annoying and then i was just like dave mate just leave it and Mm. then you kind of have like the the female character who he's kind of got this past with i never really got a sense of who they were or what their relationship was so i feel like the lead three almost in a way didn't work but then Mm. everyone else i thought was fantastic yeah where the the back and forth between van and the hacker guy was exceptional and they were my two favorite characters in the movie by far mm-hmm. like they were both just fantastic and every time those two were on screen i was having such a good time and then i was yeah. like oh now dave's chasing after his daughter again <laughs> like oh my god so it was very again weird tonally because i feel like there was parts of this movie like the um the blonde guy who's just like in it for the fun of it basically like he's just yeah, playing he's a, a video game yeah. yeah like he's just playing a video game in his mind and like and again that was more tonally with what i was expecting with the movie and i granted it doesn't mm. everyone doesn't need to be that way but i think it was the fact that that was tonally what i wanted and it worked and then i had something that tonally you know they could have made me care about like mm. a father-daughter relationship in this movie but they didn't because it was poorly executed the the daughter character was incredibly annoying and i also don't find batista remotely believable in this role either so mm. and i found him to be incredibly miscast um so it was it was the human characters were very bizarre to me um yeah it was it was a it was, like you say it's a real strange kind of mixed bag of a movie where mm. there are just all of these different things and yeah i agree with you that the whole relationship with his daughter and this kind of love interest the love interest was bizarre because yeah. it's about an hour and a half into the movie and they're very much just like you know co-workers on this mm. heist and then she's like well you know i'm obsessed with you right i'm like really? yeah i'm like okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> Even with the, honestly, and maybe I wasn't paying attention, but when we get the kind of quick 
kind of backstory at the start i was very confused i thought it was just a broken up marriage i didn't realize that like he had a partner that died until they kind of very specifically say it later on and then i was like okay you're not just the mum, you know (laughs) because that could have easily just been you know a free part of a family that had all kind of gone their own separate ways they kind of show that the mum being a zombie at the start but yeah it's not clear and like you say the daughter just being like she's like i know you didn't like uh you know yeah the opening of the movie batista basically kills his zombie wife or mother Mm. of you know the you know um, daughter's mum, and kind of the daughter's like oh yeah no i don't blame you for that like she was a zombie you had to do that but like you just weren't emotionally there for me and i'm like oh (laughs) shut up like really like and again like i'm sure that's a real thing and a real emotion and everything else but like in this video game movie I just didn't need that emotion that we don't get to see. You know, we don't get to see him being his distant father. We just see him flipping burgers at the start of this movie and then, like, cracking on with it. Yeah. And so just having this kind of emotion that they're trying to bring into it and this kind of, you know, depth, um, I just, yeah, it it misses the mark for me. And I think especially when, like, you've you've got all of this stuff going on, but then you've got these zombies that are trying to show characters and depth. <laughs> yeah and kind of yeah, we haven't even know, got into all that stuff yet there's so much yeah. going on so like one of the first times in like a, a horror movie you know a zombie movie we really get this kind of communication and sense of intelligence and they the zombies aren't really just out for blood you know they're 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 taking people and turning them into to workers or, or you know whatever they're that they kind of they have a structure and they kind of you know there's even this kind of weird you know almost like they're two fractions in a post-apocalyptic world where they're bartering for supplies where kind of the um i can't think of a name but the blonde woman on the heist team that's kind of the inside woman that got, got them in she sacrifices someone to kind of barter to say look you can have this this person but let us pass and it was kind of like all of this weird you know <laughs> bartering with with human souls that that kind of like you know we've never seen zombies be like oh yeah no we'll just eat the one of you yeah that's cool you, you guys crack on yeah that's that's a deal you know and, and it was kind of it was interesting to to see that side and to see them with intelligence and then kind of you know we we get to see them you know, explore having a relationship and, you know, this, 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 and and not kind of like warm bodies sort of relationship, but like this real kind of just primal relationship and kind of, you know, um, just, just survival really, I guess, of this zombie race in this kind of post-apocalyptic, you know, Las Vegas. Um, The thing that I found weird as well is I had no concept of time. Mm. like how long i don't know whether it's said and i missed it but like i don't really know how long after the opening credits we get i was gonna ask um, you the same question (laughs) yeah get resumed because like a i'm pretty sure the nukes would drop pretty quick Mm. b there's still refugees like trying to get rehomed and i know that could be like in real world like years and shit but it's just like they're very much just like 50 yards away from like where they they ran you know kicking and screaming and dying it's not Mm. like they've moved them like 20 miles away there's like there's just like a few steel steel crates you know ship crates and then and then a refugee camp like i'm like surely that's pissing the zombies off they can still smell like the humans yeah um 
and then and then yeah, but then Batista's had enough time to kind of get settled and flip some burgers and move on with his life. Like it's, do you know what I mean? I really I have. I no was very confused. Like you were, um, yeah, when it first started, I was like, okay, I'm assuming this is quite a long time. And then the yeah. longer I went into it, it felt shorter and shorter yeah. and shorter to the point where I was like, has it been like three months? Like I really don't know, or it's no, been two years. Like I really don't know. Batista's kind of daughter in this, she is a kind of uh, volunteer helping the refugees, and kind of the, the side plot that I touched upon. She's kind of. Um, uh, this this mother um, is uh, it's money she's going for, isn't it? She's 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 gonna sneak back into Vegas to get money to buy her exit out of the refugee camp because the yeah. refugee camp is kind of a real horrible place to be, and kind of you know horrible um, crooked figures are in charge of it. And basically, if you have money, you can buy a ticket. Kind of you know you can get yourself out of the camp and back into america like i don't really understand why they're refugees and kind of well i was a bit confused with the with the uh, lily character initially mm. because she's there but she's clearly there by choice and it's kind of like her she's like a smuggler where she's constantly doing missions like mini versions of what the main heist is essentially mm. and she's constantly by choice going back into vegas seemingly, seemingly to like loot it and then coming out and this seems to be something that she's consistently been doing for a while um mm. and then obviously it just randomly so happens that she brought this woman in in with her who she then had to leave behind and that becomes like the main crux of why kate goes with them on the mission mm. but like that whole thing like initially when when the character goes missing i was like wait how did she go missing how did she end up in vegas and i'm like oh she randomly went on a mission with this stranger who then left her there and now the stranger's going it's just the writing's not a strong point when you really go into it um <laughs> um but i do think like so yeah you talked about how long the movie is like it's way too long and it's definitely in the middle like because i do oh. think the start of the movie is really strong and i love the ending of the movie i think that's the why i said i like this movie and then we've just talked shit about it for so long is oh. because the last like 35 40 minutes really worked for me kind yeah, of when everything kind of come back into play and you yeah get post the vault happening and like right the vault's open and that's done that's when like he saves all of the best zack schneider set pieces that's where a lot of the good slow-mo is and a lot of the kind of what you'd want from a, from an army of the dead movie and in that moment it completely delivered for me and like you say it's because of the fact that the middle is so long that probably mm -hmm. makes that better so you have to judge it overall but as we've said time and time again if a movie ends well you're gonna be more positive about it and like the best part of this movie for me was the last like 35 minutes. So that's why coming out of it, I was like, that was, that was fun movie. I'm just going to, you know, forget that there was like 45 minutes in the middle where nothing happened. Um, and I just don't understand why they make these choices. It's bizarre to me. I don't know if it's just because you have such a budget that you feel like, well, we have to make this super long because yeah. this is one of the most egregious. I get that we're the bloody runtime guys at this point, <laughs> but like really it's are. it's two and a half hours long, and it does not need to be two and a half hours long. No. Like this is a simple story. It's going to Vegas, open the vault, get out, and we see that told simply because they show us what it's going to look like if everything goes correctly, and then for some reason everyone just decides to stall in the middle of the movie and then thankfully we get this big kick up the ass in the form of like a 
basically a ticking time clock that, that gets dramatically reduced yeah. and from the second that happens the movie completely wakes up and everything's go and yeah. it's almost like zach also remembered that he had a cast of about 10 characters and it only killed like two of them in the first two hours so he was like oh man i've got a body count now and so you just get really fun zombie deaths really fun zombie action I love the way the finale was breaking down, and I'm totally with you where it was so reminiscent of the classic video games of, like, we've got to get on this helicopter, here's this one enemy that's going to be pursuing us across multiple locations, and then you're going to have that final kick-ass boss battle, like... I love the finale of this movie, yeah. and, and it is really why I'm po- I'm going to be positive about this, even though I've talked so much shit, because I had a blast in, in the finale. Um, did you like yeah. the way the kind of the movie shaped think, towards the end? I think it's one of those things where, like, I'm the same, where I had a blast for kind of, like, big chunks of this movie, because mm. this movie is a long movie. I think, um, you know, but then there were also long segments that weren't weren't as enjoyable. But And even with that, there's kind of, like, a lot of it where, even we haven't got the action, I did quite like the characters. Like you say, the mm. whole kind of vault unlocking between kind of... Um, uh, the two characters were Dieter and, and V, or what's his name, is it? Van. Van, yeah. Um, like, those, the, like, I love their banter and their backwards and forwards. Yeah, and so good. Them the safe. Like, I could have done with that being longer. Um, I think, I think really, the, the character stuff is is Batista and, and kind of his, well, just, just anything to do with Batista that's not, like, action. Yeah. And it, and it sucks because, like like you said, it, it, uh, it you know, it's not fair on batista because he he can do more than just be the action guy but in this movie that that was what was needed i think yeah um you know he needed to just be the action guy because the 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 story just wasn't there to be any more than that Mm. um but but yeah i i love the ending i thought you know like i said it just it just felt like a video game boss battle and probably one of the best um realizations of that that we've seen in 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 a movie um and yeah, yeah, really enjoyable. I think kind of, you know, this 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 is a real weird one for me because I think if mm. if we had just if this just came out on Netflix and was just like here is a Netflix zombie movie, I think we would be kind of raving about this quite a bit. Yeah, and I think because it is this giant budget, uh, Zack Snyder, which you know what he comes with baggage wise post the the justice league kind of mess um and then but also what he comes with with dawn of the dead and him returning to the genre i just think like there's so many variables to it that that ultimately that gets in the way and kind of makes you kind of a bit more down on it than than what you would have been yeah if i if we if we just randomly watch this um Mm. So yeah, I think it's that's worth to be said. But I think you know all of those things are there. The hype is there. The the budget is there, and kind of everything else. But you know, if you're going to shove this on Netflix, I think you're going to have a good time. Yeah, for sure. And I think it is a mostly great film. You know, like mm. the I talked a lot about the lens stuff just because I found it to be a really bizarre thing that I haven't noticed mm. on such a grand scale. But it wasn't there all the time. Um, and, and and like I say, I love the last 40 minutes. I wasn't worrying about the lens shit at all. But it was like, mm. I remember when they first entered Vegas and just seeing how goddamn blurry those backgrounds are. And I was just like, man, just let me see shit because I know you guys have the budget and mm. I'm sure you put a lot of time and effort into kind of, and they did on the making 
of like they sent all these cameras around and fully scanned all of vegas and it's really cool like how they've able to recreate vegas in the way they did um as a place that i really like to see the kind of iconography of um but I, yeah i just wish it looked a bit more visually interesting but overall i still really enjoyed this movie even with its faults um what's crazy is we've talked all for this long we haven't even talked about the best thing about this entire movie um just which, needed you to bring it up which to me was the soundtrack um which i want to talk about the overall soundtrack because i genuinely thought it was a 10 out of 10 soundtrack that but can, like, that can be put to the shelf for one second yeah i cannot believe what happened like <laughs> for people that listened last week it was absolutely outrageous to the I point where i'm if, like how did this happen <laughs> like you know sometimes we go long and, and especially like with with our with our show kind of we have our review of the movie and kind of always say like you know if, if that's when people kind of check out but if people do listen to the end <laughs> there are some real snippets of gold and and last week i i gave you a real snippet of gold uh because randomly not only did i bring up richard cheese uh which again if you don't know who this guy is you know you need to just check out some of his songs it was it was in an instrumental moment in dawn of the dead that mm. he plays disturbed down with the sickness in his style uh that's what you know that's what i'll go for and kind of you know 17 it, years ago <laughs> 17 years ago and it, it created a little bit of an obsession for me you me and you kind of checking him out and, mm. and ultimately seeing him live which was, oh, was so good yeah um but um yeah and i kind of dropped the question last week will the cheese make an appearance and um then just randomly made an outlandish prediction of what song he would sing <laughs> And, uh, yeah, what, what, what happened, Matt? I can't believe it. it. It made me so happy and angry at the same time. Where I couldn't believe that you'd called it, but I was so happy because it's um it's genuinely unbelievable like this should be best surprise of 2021 like I mean, it I'm not is lie. i've put it in the category already <laughs> it is crazy because even if you hadn't have said it you know we're both such huge fans of his and we both would have popped regardless yeah. but the fact that zach was like in all of the craziness and the last 17 years of his film career and having this insane budget he and we talked about these important the cheeses yeah we talked about these netflix career. budgets and how they have just an insane amount spent on the money but like out of all of the artists that you could have he realized that the key to success all along was staring him right in the face and that was pretty much the only reason why his dc movies failed was because they didn't have rich cheese involved and i i i I genuinely can't believe it like it was so perfect my only wish was i wish it had been like an hour into the movie because i think it would have caught me off guard a little bit more the fact that it was so early i hadn't been fully invested in the movie at that point um because it had literally only just started but obviously that aside i think it was perfect because i think that that (laughs) part of the movie was so hype because it is like the craziness and kind of having that slowed down and then just having the cheese singing Viva Las Vegas. And and like I said to you, like I went through the the the, the whole kind of plethora of emotion because I kind <laughs> of I'd, I'd I'd called the song that that would be in it and I was like, Oh, imagine if the cheese actually sang it. And the the song starts and I'm like, Holy shit, I've nailed it instantly. And it, and it's kind of obvious that they'll play Viva Las Vegas. Well yeah, the song choice is obvious, but Richard you know, have all the people <laughs> in the world that could sing it. But yeah. And so, but I was happy enough that the song kind of came up that early. And then, yeah, mm. the second, like, I started to hear him sing, I was like, that's, that's, that's Richard Cheese. I can't believe it. Like, what, yeah, was it 17 years, did you say? Yeah. 
and and suddenly he decided to to you know he's not been in a single one of his movies ever since it's not like he uses him for every no movie he's ever done he was just um, randomly in one film in a moment that yeah, we absolutely one adore song that yeah like i wonder if people did pick up on it they must have done like we did i mean it was a real important like big part of it was kind of a real uh vignette of dawn of the dead wasn't it where where mm. kind of you're getting all the characters and you're kind of getting this real kind of payoff in the middle of the movie but yeah to to open the movie with that was just you know just absolutely outrageous and yeah i i went i went crazy when it happened it was so good and i think like like i say the song choices overall were brilliant to me like i get that it's a lot of the the choices were obvious and i know that i ragged on nobody recently but it was so different <laughs> because this is a movie that needed to have obvious choices and i think yeah. they worked so brilliantly where immediately we hear suspicious minds by elvis in like the first five minutes in a car almost yeah. identically used the way it was last week in the conjuring <laughs> to the point where i found it quite funny and i was like hell yeah i'm down to hear this song again um which was also used on the end credits which was fantastic yeah. and then obviously the richard choice richard cheese choice was just so unbelievably perfect that like even if the next two and a half hours was utter shite i still would have glad i watched this movie just for that mm. one moment yeah. um and the, but then later on there was like um they used to do you really want to hurt me in the lift and even though it was a short moment i thought that was a great little kind of relief that the film needed at that point like a little comic relief moment because as i was watching it i said to myself as they stepped into the lift i'm like you've got to have some banger music here yeah like a if you're in an action movie and you get in a lift you need to have some really good music and b dawn of the dead was the king of that so mm. like you know they he he had to bring the fire and he brought the fire for that and so yeah it was a great musical choice and i think as well it was clearly intentional that there was a unexpected major character death involving a lift which i thought to be yeah. great as well as a nice little homage um and then obviously later on we get like the amazing acoustic version of zombie which mm -hmm. again it's an obvious choice but to my mind and i'm sure like a million movies have wanted to use this song because it's the most obvious choice ever for a zombie movie i've never heard zombie by the cranberries used in a zombie movie before like i could be wrong but i'm sure they've priced everyone yeah. out of that to be like well we don't you know we don't want our music used in that way um you know like the walking dead or as someone who hasn't watched it that'd be the only one i'd assume that would have the money to be able to afford that in like a slow emotional moment but like it wasn't used in the seasons that I watched. Um, no. and, and I can't remember a single movie using it. So yes, it's obvious, but it was incredible. And to use an acoustic version as well of the cranberries, I thought was fantastic. Um, and yeah, I just love the soundtrack of this movie. Like I say, I've already been listening to all of the songs over yeah, the past great. week, over the weekend. And it was, again, those are the moments that fill you with joy of like, even though I have criticisms of certain characters and certain weird choices, like, those are the moments that elevate it and make it such an enjoyable entertaining movie which is what i wanted it to be um and that's why i'm positive about this movie i did like this movie is this a great movie probably not <laughs> like i would not want to be someone who has to give like a proper critical analysis of this yeah. movie out outside of the way it's shot which i think is just a bizarre choice but everything else is kind of like you have to just allow it because you're in for the ride like the zombie tiger which we've you know touched upon it's just it's so ludicrous but was there some satisfying moments in there yeah there really was like i when it actually did some shit i really enjoyed it um so yeah it's a mental movie all over the shop um i think before we get to um 
recommendations we did have a couple of comments on twitter um of course if you ever want to get involved it's at shb pod um the first one is from uniquely cullen who says um would love to hear your opinions on the characteristics given to certain undead as opposed to other movies i enjoyed the point of view from the other side as opposed to them just being ravenous soulless things that need to be mowed down um obviously we did touch upon that but i don't think we've talked about it enough given how a big part of this movie is um mm. where yeah it's it's very bizarre like i i loved the moment which you touched upon earlier when they first enter vegas and the character lily is like oh yeah we're gonna give them an offering so they essentially don't bother us i was like man i've never seen anything like mm. that before and that is very kind of tribal and i really thought that was such a unique take on the zombie kind of you know genre and then after that the rest of it really didn't do it for me i felt like it it reverted to a lot of basic stuff that i do think we've seen quite a lot of just making them pretty human like you know it's still tribal but it is just like here's a couple that are having a baby and that's pretty much it you know and they're commanding their zombies like an army and and to me it felt a little bit too like human like um but it was there was some interesting stuff in there but given kind of like i assumed i think along with you that this would be like oh the reason why zach's returning is because he has this concept this idea that is going to try and reinvent the franchise and i don't think it i don't think it's that at all um what did you think of that yeah i think it it barely scraped the surface of what it what it could and should have been with that and and um i really love the the idea of it much more than i do the actual execution that we got um, yeah. because because yeah i like you like you said the the actual kind of first introduction of this kind of you know post-apocalyptic las vegas where the zombies the zombies very much are in charge of that land and that but they've created this kind of yeah the, this these rules and this structure that they can still work with people and kind of but not in a um you know some of these films kind of you know somewhat cheesy way uh you know where the, the zombies are kind of dumb. Like the zombies are still very intelligent and very on it, but they, they're just choosing to have these rules and kind of let, you know, they're, they're just like, well, we don't give a shit about the money. Like if you give us a couple of corpses, like, yeah, sure. Have some cash. Like, and you know, and I kind of, I like that. And then kind of, um, going into a little bit more, the guy that kind of gets, um, uh, kind of traded, um, mm. you know, I really thought that something interesting was going to happen with him because, yeah. You again, you got this kind of sense that the, the zombies were kind of, um, uh, what's the sort of word I'm looking for? Testing and kind of, um, you know, seeing if the, the person's a good fit and seeing whether they're just going to be, what are they going to get turned into? They're, they're not mm. just taking him and eating him. They're kind of vetting him and they're kind of saying, oh, okay, like, will you can we turn you into someone that's like you know pretty powerful and and more of a higher up role are you going to be kind of this medium level grunt like i said this kind of tier structure that was in this movie and kind of i was like oh he's coming back and he's gonna be like you know transformed and really cool and then like that just never really happened um especially because he's a character that has a lot of screen time mm. and a lot of dialogue early on and then for him to kind of immediately be dis- dispatched in this way you are thinking like okay he's gonna go off screen for 30 minutes yeah, but like, then in the final in yeah yeah exactly i'm like he's gonna replace what we think is the alpha right now and then he's gonna be the big bad but yeah it just mm. didn't go that way did it no and so there's a couple of things like that where i think like um you know i uh, 
I, I agree with the question that, you know, it was a really cool idea and, you know, something that we haven't seen explored, but I just don't think it was explored enough ultimately. Yeah. Um, we did have another comment from Sempre Senpai who says, um, really enjoyed this movie. There are a lot of questions and Easter eggs, like the robot zombie in the casino. Uh, this is mildly spoilery, I guess. Um, the UFOs in the beginning and uh, Van's time loop reference. Overall, great movie, in my opinion. Um, I'm really glad you brought this up because all three of these things are really bizarre um let's start with the time loop bit because i found that to be a fun yeah. little moment that i was that really made me think and i was just like why is this in this movie like i really liked it it was funnily done like the way he's kind of explaining it and it felt similar to at the start of the movie when you kind of have like the heist play out in a different way of almost like he's just showing you a different possibility but it's not them but then the fact that they are you know accurately dressed the same way mm. the characters are to the point of like oh clearly this is these characters but to what end like but i found it to be a fun little moment anyway and made me think what did you think of that moment yeah i i thought it was i thought it was kind of bizarre and it when they first kind of reference it, I think kind of um, it, I was like, oh, okay, that's quite funny. And like that, you know, there's just like this loop of, of it. And then kind of like, they, because they, 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 it's not just a throwaway thing once they do explore it two or three times. Like you say, you kind of see it and you kind of like, you get to the point you're like, is this actually going to be like a thing? Mm. Like, um, you know, are we going to discover something that, that I was like, is, is he going for Nolan on us? Like at one point. <laughs> and I was like, no, okay. I don't think it is. I think it's more of like this throwaway thing that is more Easter eggy that you can get into if you want. But yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely cool. For sure. And the UFOs at the beginning of the movie was like <laughs> this very small moment. Like I didn't even think I fully caught the first time. And then I saw it later on where it's just these two kind of flashing lights because obviously they're in Area 51 and mm. kind of the, the two uh, main characters are talking back and forth. They're basically speculating that they're, trans that they're transporting an alien, yeah. um, which I found was really fun. And then you kind of see these two hovering lights that zip overhead and you're like, OK, what the hell is this all about? And I do think, again, it's these fun little moments where he's building the world where he's not, you know, explicitly saying things. But he's kind of setting up that there probably was some sort of UFO landed and then maybe the government kind of did their testing. And ultimately, that's what led to this one kind of superhuman um because of course everyone's trying to build super soldiers whenever they can do um mm. so yeah i found that to be like just a fun little nod i w again these are moments where i would have liked more of this again in the two and a half hour long movie that really is lacking in a lot of like really original story at the very least um i would have liked more of that stuff what did you yeah. make of like the ufo stuff yeah i i didn't see the the lights when i watched it but i mm. you, you, know, you get the 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 sense of you know, in that opening scene without that, you know, that this clearly is kind of like, because I was like, what, what we, why we got aliens in this, like at the start? And, and yeah, I, I think like you say, I think Zach's having fun with mm. these things. And I think they are fun things where he's kind of just throwing these little kind of scraps and, and, you know, fun scraps and saying, well, let, let's let the internet go wild with it. And I think kind of, um, especially in a kind of, um post schneider cut zach schneider I, I i'm glad he's having fun yeah and, and i'm glad he's kind of doing this stuff because he knows that his movie is going to be put under a massive microscope and and everyone's going to be talking and scrutinizing things because that's kind of what he's become 
And so what do you do? Do you shy away from it? Do you go in a shell or do you just kind of embrace it and kind of just sprinkle stuff everywhere? And then, yeah, I'm really glad he made that choice for these things. And then the last thing was that was the robot zombie, which was like, <laughs> that was so bizarre. That was the one thing that I was prepared for going in. Like the couple of headlines I had seen about this movie in the last few weeks was regarding zombie tiger, robot zombie. So I, I didn't <laughs> know that those two things were in it. And they were really... Again, that was a really fun moment. The first time you kind of see a zombie get shot and there's clearly something going on there, mechanical. And there's a lot of like this bluish hue slash liquid. Um, And again, I think that's a fun moment. And I would love to see them touch upon that if they do make a sequel of just like, what is going on here? Have the government made these like fake zombies to kind of like test the waters and maybe that would make sense as to why they didn't immediately nuke it because they were trying to see if they could use it in some interesting way. But again, like my overall take like i said about the ufos is i wish there was just more of that i get that he can't make such a batshit movie but he's weirdly restrained in some choices and then weirdly completely doing whatever the hell he wants in others where it's like he can shoot the movie in a way that is so bizarre and no one says anything but then and i guess like like screenplay he wasn't the one person who wrote this these probably were the things that he threw in there and then there probably was one writer that was like no we need to have this father-daughter relationship that's the core of the movie the emotional core you know and i'd rather him just be full crazy but yeah i like those moments i just wish there was more of it what did you make of the robots it yeah i was i I was taken back when it happened because I was like, yes, so much of this shit. film. I was like, I was like, Holy shit, we just got Terminator zombies now. <laughs> like, what is this? And then, it, then it's just kind of like taken away and there's no mm. explanation or anything. And yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of things that were left in the writing room, particular, in yeah. particular, because it was almost like he wanted to make a 10 hour, you know, zombie spectacle. And he had to scale it back to this giant two and a half hour movie. And it's just two like, and a half hours is short for him. We know that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I want, I want to release the Schneider cut of army of the dead. That's what yeah. I want. Well, it's probably um, going to happen, but, but yeah, it's just kind of, he, he needs to learn to, to scale back. I think with these things, mm. because it is throwing, you know, a lot. And I think kind of, you know, it, it would have been cool if he was given, you know, two or three movies to do this with or something, because, yeah, I would love to see what these zombie robots robots are. But actually, in this movie, what they are is confusing more than anything, because I'm like, oh, so when they shoot a zombie, are they going to be a robot? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so so as of right now, we do have two prequels that have already been confirmed. We have an animated show that is coming that is apparently centering around Dave Bautista's character and kind of filling in that gap of what he was doing within Great. the outbreak. Um, nervous, mate. <laughs> and then kind of more interestingly, we're getting a live action movie prequel um, centered around the hacker guy um, and kind of given his background um, and kind of I think it's called Army of Thieves. So it's like a different job that he's doing um so that sounds cool so they are two confirmed things but obviously we we don't know about a sequel like i would definitely be down for a sequel you know like as someone who very much liked the movie even i have a lot of issues with it and i really again i like the ending in the last 40 minutes because it was really entertaining but i also think he ended this movie properly which was that i think this movie does have a conclusion and if if it doesn't if if there isn't a sequel i'm perfectly fine with that but then also has a really nice little tease to set up a potential sequel Mm. and kind of exactly where they would go with that sequel which i think makes a lot of sense so 
I'd definitely be down for a sequel. I think it's just whether or not he would want to do it. But I think Netflix would want to do it as well because this movie's been like pretty big hit for them in terms of like view uh, ratings and stuff. Um, but I guess going into recommendations to finish it off, I'll let you start. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you should check this one out. Like you say, I, I ultimately had a good time with it. I think kind of you, you have to take into consideration what you're seeing. And if you, you know, you've got to be prepared that you're seeing a Zack Schneider movie and you've seen a long movie. But overall, I had a really good time. And I think kind of the the action and the fun kind of zombie stuff and, and everything else. Like if you like zombie movies, you should. And if you're a fan of, Dawn, you know, his Dawn of the Dead, then you have to see this. And I think kind of, um, yeah, there's no real re- reason not to see it, not to give it a go when it's on Netflix. And it's that enjoyable. Um, the only thing that slightly puts me off is, yeah, I just wish it was, you know, not as long. But I, I'll try not to keep going on about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult because this movie's utterly ridiculous, and I think like for a lot of people, this won't be their taste. But I think for I me, want it to be more ridiculous. If yeah, I'm being honest, definitely. Like it's ridiculous in the wrong ways, as I as we said before. But I think, um, yeah, I uh, critically, I don't think this is a great movie, but I really liked it, and it's it is like in my top ten right now for this year. So I can't not recommend a movie that I'm saying is one of my favorite top tens of the movie. But I also know a lot of people are really not going to like this, so take that for what it's worth. But Check I had it. a lot, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm glad I watched it. If they made a sequel, I would definitely watch it. So that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, that was our uh, discussion of Army of the Dead. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, that is pretty much it for this week. Um, I've not really much watched much in the last week, to be honest with you. Um, there's been a lot of uh, sport slash E3 going on, so not really yeah. had time for the films. I've watched one movie, but it's Psycho, and I've talked about that loads. I've seen it hundreds of times. Like The only thing that I guess was worth mentioning is it's funny because I talked last week about how there's all these movies that I've never seen, like all these Cronenberg movies and Hitchcock movies. You end movies. up watching Psycho. Yeah, and I just watched Psycho for the hundredth time, but it is that like, it's that comfort food, isn't it? Just like when yeah. you see a movie that you just love, it just puts you in that place. And yeah. I just have a great time watching it. It just puts a smile on my face. And every time I watch it, I'm always blown away by it. Like, I think that's why is it's, it has such a power where I sit down and maybe I shouldn't view it that way, but I'm always like, this is 60 years old and I'm still having a blast with it. And, I hope that's going to be the case. And I'm sure it will be with like the movies in the eighties, you know, that like I'll still like them in 20 years time, but it's like, I, it's something about the fact that psycho was made so goddamn long ago and it's still so amazing. just blows me away. So yeah, I have a great time with it. I have, I I have with, to watch I the sequels with, at some with, point. With psycho, there wasn't the tools of the trade at that point. Mm. And, you know, he, you know, it, it, it's such a different movie to so many others because it had to do so much with storytelling and what it, what the camera the camera showed you slash didn't show you. And so he just had to be so clever with it. And I think kind of so many of those movies just don't hold up these days. And, mm. and, you know, when we get later on, you know, when we get kind of the more practical effects and things coming into play, I think they will, you know, w- we're seeing it now where people are going back to it. There, there hasn't been a way to make that better. Um, you know, CG and, and all of that stuff can, 
uh, add to things, but but it also get, it takes away a lot. You know, you think you know, look at that. You know, American Werewolf in London. Mm. That transformation scene is always just going to look the way it looks now, which is just yeah. fucking incredible. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We just watched a movie that cost ninety million dollars, and there isn't yeah. a single thing that looks better than that transformation in that film. No, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm with you that there's just way too much. <laughs> other stuff going on right now a hell of a lot of uh video game stuff and everything else but um i think just my my one takeaway from this episode just to go back to it is if you don't watch army of the dead watch the first five minutes just for me uh, <laughs> to 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 hear that song and to realize the joy it gave me when that when that song came on yeah oh it was so good like one of the best moments like say that moment alone was worth watching the movie um yeah, but it yeah. might be the moment of the year so far. It's up there. It's up there for surprise. That's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for another week. Um, obviously, uh, we've still got a couple more movies on the backbone that we really want to mm-hmm. check out. Um, we have that amusement park, the George A. Romero one on Shudder. And then we also have, um, what's it called? Well, one Cut of the Dead in Hollywood. Um, Hollywood Cut of the One Dead movie yeah part something two. like that so apparently it's a new movie we'll have to wait mm-hmm. and see um which um, i feel like would be a hell of a lot shorter than this week's film <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, so and, i think it's only like 40 minutes nice that sounds great after this week <laughs> yeah, an hour um and also like swamp thing as well because it would be nice to get a craven movie in before we obviously go because we're going to be very busy in july so it would be nice to get another craven in there um you have that blu-ray exactly so and i've never seen it before I don't, you've not seen it either have I've you seen it. this will be the first one yeah crazy movie that i've not seen so yeah unless something crazy happens it'll be it'll be one of those three we'll talk about next week <laughs> that's a very varied list <laughs> um but that's the fun of it um but yeah that was episode number 252 uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start now? Hurry up now, now that I need ya, look at me now!